0: morning it is wonderful to have you all here this morning and I'm glad to say that we don't have any back row Baptists here except for those two guys in the back but but that's okay that's acceptable please join me as we begin by singing the doxology which is in your red hymnal number 549 number 549 is hymn number 691 this is how God showed his love for us he sent his only son into the world that we might have life through him this is what love is it is not that we have loved God that, but that we have loved that, Excuse me, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the means by which our sins are forgiven dear friends if this is how God loved us Then we should love one another. No one has ever seen God. If we love one another, God lives in us and his love is made perfect within us. This is how we are sure that we live in God and he lives in us. He has given us his spirit. And we have seen and tell others that the father sent his son to be the savior of the world. Whoever declares that Jesus is the son of God, God lives in him. And he lives in God. Amen. Please join me in our first hymn this morning, and it's hymn number 278, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name. Hymn number 278, All Hail the Power of Jesus' Name. Thank you for making that joyful noise with me this morning. It's always good when we can sing together. Let us pray. Our gracious God, we are so thankful that you have brought us here together physically, but God, more importantly, you've brought us here together spiritually to worship you. And Lord, part of that act of worship is for all of us, collectively, And individually to offer our prayers to you about the needs and the requests that we have in our lives. And God, you remind us as we come to you in spirit the things that we need to pray about. Friends, family members, people throughout this medical center, the patients, the staff that are working, the family members that will be visiting God, also you call to mind things of events over this past week. And God, I think of friends that have lost loved ones this week. I lift them up to you in prayer. I would ask that you would comfort them in the loss that they have had. And God, that they would remember their loved ones fondly and that their memories would remind them of the love that was showed and demonstrated while they were together. And it is in that hope, God, that we see our loved ones in the future when we will be reunited to them in heaven. And, Lord, we thank you for that. And, God, as we think of the needs of this city, of this state, of this nation, of the needs that come to mind right now that are in the world in which we live, Lord, we lift those needs up to you right now. We, God, we ask that in a very special way, that you would intervene with your spirit and with your presence and that you would remind us and others that under the worst of circumstances that you have never left us and that you have never forsaken us and God we call upon that promise in faith as we pray together and we are so thankful that you taught us to pray by saying our father who art in heaven hallowed be thy name thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven, and give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us, and lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Thank you for praying with me this morning. Our next hymn is 297, On a Hill Far Away. What you're reading this morning is 2 2 Corinthians chapter 3, beginning with verse 1. Are we beginning to commend ourselves again, or do we need, like some people, letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves are our letter, written on our hearts, known and read by everyone. You show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry, written not with ink, but with the Spirit of the living God, not on the tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Such confidence we have through Christ before God, not that we are competent in ourselves to claim anything for ourselves, but our competence comes from God. He has made us competent as ministers of a new covenant, not of the letter, but of the Spirit, for the letter kills, but the Spirit gives life. Amen. Let us pray. Our gracious God, Lord, it is so good that we can be in your house this morning to worship you and Lord I would just ask that you would help me say the things that we all need to hear so that we can draw closer to you and walk with you every moment of our day help me now I pray in Christ's name Amen a couple of weeks ago I attended some training that I I put together with some people to present leadership in a specific way. And the group that the training was taking place with was a group of chaplains and chaplain assistants and chaplain candidates. And I had asked uh, my former commanding officer, uh, who's a retired Marine Corps Colonel, to come and do some training on leadership. And I asked him specifically to present it in such a way that it has nothing to do with theology or philosophy, but in a sense, a academic assessment of what servant leadership truly is from a practical application. And he said, that's a tough, a tough request that you've given me. And I said, well, sir, I, I know that you can handle tough requests. And so he put together a small training module and one of the key elements of the training module as he presented leadership to this chaplain corps in which I am a part of. He stressed three things. One, as a leader, you have to have confidence in what you know and what you believe in. The second element of that is that you have to have confidence and that you get your confidence from the competence that you have been able to obtain. And the third part of that is that because you have competence that leads to confidence, you are able as a leader to make decisive decisions for yourself and also for those that you are leading. So the the essence of that was competence, confidence, confidence, and decisiveness and he stressed the fact that that cycle goes on it's an ongoing process that as leaders the competence continues the learning process never stops because if your competence stops if your learning stops then your confidence begins to wane it becomes less and less. And if your confidence begins to wane, then the decisiveness of your decision-making process becomes less and less. And you find yourself in a situation where you either are unable to or you can't make the right decision in a timely manner. Powerful stuff. And so the scriptures that we have read this morning is regarding the competence that we have to have in our relationship with Jesus Christ. So that's where we need to begin. So I ask you and I ask me that question, what is the competence that we have in Christ? Are you competent? And am I competent in my relationship with Jesus Christ? Because if we are confident in what we believe in as followers of Jesus Christ, then you and I will be confident in our daily walk with God, in our following of Jesus Christ. And when we are in situations where we need to make important and crucial decisions in a timely manner, we will make them decisively because of our confidence that we have in Christ that gives us the confidence that we need to have to make the decisions decisively because we we know that we are following the will of God for our lives. So how is your confidence today, your confidence in Christ? And that is important because our confidence comes from the experience of knowing Christ. So I need to ask, do you know Christ? Do I know Christ? In a way that gives us that reassurance and knowledge to be competent as a follower of Jesus Christ. And if you have that knowledge, if you are growing in that confidence in Christ, then you and I should exhibit and we should be able to validate our relationship with God through his presence of the Holy Spirit in our lives. And as we validate the presence of God, as our competence grows in what we do and how we follow Jesus Christ, then we see and we understand the truth that Christ represents to us, and it becomes relevant. The competence that we have in Christ is valid, but not only that, it is also relevant to our lives. Everything we do, everything that we say. Because if it does not reflect the relevance of who we are as followers of Jesus Christ, then we truly do not have a confidence and truly understanding in what it is to be a Christian. Because it has to be relevant. It has to be valid. It has to be experienced. Because if it is not any of those things, then we truly don't have the competence that God wants us to have through his son, Jesus Christ. And as we have read the scriptures here, the letter is to the Corinthians, specifically asking them, do they exhibit the competence that has been shown to them? by the instruction and by the training that they have received, by the lives that they have seen led in their presence. Because it doesn't come from a letter of recommendation or introduction. On the contrary, it comes by the exhibit of their lives. The other day I had to write a letter of recommendation for someone and I wrote those things that I knew about them truthfully and honestly. And in my recommendation letter, I talked about the qualifications. I talked about who they were as a person. But it was those things that I experienced personally. It wasn't something far off, something beyond, if you will, just their credentials, but just who they were as a person. And in the same way, the recommendation here is not from a letter of recommendation, not something that is written, but something that comes from the heart, something that is exhibited in how they present themselves to others. Because it reveals the confidence that they have in Christ. Because in our confidence, we see the knowledge that God wants us to have. So when we enter into that knowledge, we come to a deeper understanding of Christ. And when we are performing the daily tasks of our lives, not only do we validate that relationship, but we also demonstrate that relevance. And we do that by introducing others to Christ through our own lives. Now, one thing I need to stress here. You and I will never be perfect in this process. Does God ask us to be perfect? Yes, but God knows that we will never be perfect. And it is in that imperfection that God tells us one thing again and again and again, is for us to never give up in our relationship with God through his son Jesus Christ. Because in doing so, keep trying, keep going on, keep going forward, we truly are exhibiting the competence that God wants us to have through his son. And because of our own self imperfections, and people see that we're working on those imperfections, we introduce others to Jesus Christ. It's not the perfections that people see in us that bring people to Christ it's people seeing the imperfections of our lives that we are working on with the help of God through the presence of his Holy Spirit in our lives that brings others that presents that personal introduction to Christ think about that for a minute it is your imperfections that God uses. It is in my weaknesses that God uses others so they can be introduced to Jesus Christ. And I think it's important for us to know that. Because as we are pursuing our desire to have a competence in Jesus Christ, we find ourselves in situations where we know that we have to surrender our will to God. And as we talked about before, that whole idea of confidence, confidence, and decisiveness only truly comes when we surrender ourselves to what we believe in. When we understand that as we surrender our will to God's will, it is to make us better. The only thing that gets in the way between you and God is you. The only way that the only thing that gets in my way between myself and God is myself. And when we personally surrender, once again, we are doing the things that we need to do to increase our confidence. We are experiencing Christ when we surrender. We are validating our relationship with Christ when we surrender and we are demonstrating the relevance of Christ in our lives when we surrender because we are showing in our lives that as we increase in confidence we become intimate with God we become knowing God more and more through his son Jesus Christ and we achieve not through our own design or not through our own strength an excellence of knowing God in Christ because as our confidence increases we will see in our own lives as we participate in the world in which we live in we will have a sense of confidence because of what we believe in a sense of courage of what we believe in a sense of understanding that as we introduce others to Jesus Christ, we will be able to do so in such a way that we will not be afraid of our message. Because we will tell them through the story of our lives. The Corinthians were showing and demonstrating what they believed in Christ by the story of their lives. In fact, the header this morning on what is being preached here in the chapel is simply this. Chaplain, chapel service story today. We are sharing in a story today. And in that story, we are trying to pursue and increase our confidence in Jesus Christ. We are trying to Pursue that excellence in knowing Christ. And we do that because as an act of worship, we come together, we praise God, we sing hymns, we pray to God, we listen to His Word. And this is our story today in this chapel. Our story today is for us to increase in our confidence in knowing Christ because we know that that is the beginning point if we want to make our lives better we do so by increasing our confidence in Christ because as we increase that confidence we have access to deeper depths of understanding the presence of God in our lives and as we get deeper in knowing God We just see, again and again, the validation, the relevance, the knowledge that we have, the acceptance that we need to make. And we actually begin to surrender more things in our lives because we begin to hunger and thirst for the knowledge of knowing Christ closer, intimately. And in doing so, we achieve an excellence in our lives not in a sense of excellence that the world measures, but the excellence that you and I can achieve in being followers of Jesus Christ, following our true course, following our true path, not in the things that we do, but who we are in our own individual personal identity in our relationship to God. It is not those things that are on the outside, but it is the personal identity of who we are on the inside and which we we should seek the excellence that God wants us to have. So consider these things today and this week. Consider your confidence in Christ. How is that confidence doing? How is that confidence growing? What are you doing with the confidence that you have in Christ? A key indication of your confidence in Christ is your confidence in Christ. If you cannot be confident in your relationship with God through his son Jesus Christ, then you need to grow and increase Your competence. And it is something that I am doing every day to increase my competence. Because I know that in my own individual life, there are times when I lack confidence in Christ in certain situations. And that tells me that I can be more competent in knowing Christ. So I too am working on my competence. So when we are faced with situations in our lives, our confidence needs to be increased if we don't feel that we have the confidence that God wants us to display in those relationships. So it is my hope and prayer this morning that as we have told this story today in this chapel, that It will be exhibited in your own personal lives because in doing so, you are demonstrating in your hearts and in your actions the confidence that you have in Christ through your own personal story. Amen. Let us take a few moments and prepare our hearts for taking communion together as we just confess to God, as we just surrender to God, as we just talked about our desire to increase our knowledge of our relationship with him so that we become more competent in the things of God. Let us pray. Our gracious God. We are so thankful through this entire time of worship that we've been sharing a story of our relationship with you through your son. As we celebrate communion publicly together, it is a testimony that each and every one of us here has a desire to become more competent in you. And God, as we do this, we surrender to your will. Forgive us of the things that have separated us from that competence in knowing you. Forgive us of the sins that we have done that has interfered with us truly demonstrating the relevance that we have in you. Thank you, God, for this time that we can do this. In Christ's name, amen. for whenever you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Let us partake together. Our closing hymn this morning is number 303, I Serve a Risen Savior. living in your heart you truly have the beginning of the competence that God wants you to have through his son let us pray our gracious God we are so thankful that you have allowed us to share this story with each other and you've allowed us to share this story with others and God we praise you for that help us God to be more competent in you in all things and now may the peace of God that passes all understanding be with you now and forevermore amen Amen. thank you for coming